Welcome to the Charlotte Business Podcast, the podcast where business owners in and around the Charlotte, North Carolina area share their stories, their struggles, and the obstacles they overcame in growing their business to success. We hope these stories are an inspiration to others wanting and trying to start their own businesses and give consumers a better understanding of our local business community. I am your host, Sebastian McShane. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm here with Johnny Moses. How yes, you doing, Johnny? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing good. And he runs the uh, Help Wellness. Was it Help Wellness Charlotte? Yep, yep. Just uh, Help Wellness, but the website is helpwellnessclt.com. So. Okay. I see all the help stuff. Period. What does the help stand for? Yep. Holistic Enhancements to Lifestyles and Performances. Awesome, awesome. Yes, yes. So that's what basically look to bring that for an individual is enhancing their lifestyle and their performances uh, from a holistic standpoint. So just looking to figure out different types of um, ways to correct the body alignment, um, to figure out what's going on with pain, injuries and different things within the body. Um, want us to be healthy, maximize health. So trying to figure out how to do that from that holistic standpoint. So. Sounds great. So tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from. And uh, Well, originally from Cleveland, Ohio. So went to high school there, grew up there, played basketball there. Um, I've said it now, so basketball player. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, played basketball a lot. I've been in Charlotte now for about six years. So really love it down here. Love the weather as compared to Cleveland. Um, not a snowman so yeah yeah so yeah i'm from buffalo i know I oh relate. absolutely <laughs> yes so we're a couple of hours away yeah. from each other so we know about those uh high snow days foot of snow and a lot of wind blowing and things right. like that so yeah definitely no fun no not at all not 10 degree <laughs> 10 degree below days oh my <laughs> goodness yeah so that that's one thing that we didn't go to uh we didn't get days off for too much snow we got too cold like when it got negative degrees outside that was more so when we had those snow days yeah. but the inches of snow was like it was just we high stepped it through <laughs> it's kind of funny uh moving to charlotte from buffalo and um here it's uh 10 degrees out we're gonna close the schools I'm exactly. like, really yes for what right, right. <laughs> 30 degrees we're gonna close the schools like, really <laughs> with, with the snow too you know you see the couple of inches of snow and they're closing everything oh, I know. down it's, it's, it's like man but the way that they drive here and the way things are people don't really know how we know like right. i can drive in a foot of snow and it's like uh you know i just know which way to turn the steering wheel yeah. when to stop and things like that yeah, so something you kind of got to be raised in you absolutely just and decide to go out and drive in it one day yeah, definitely yeah. you peel out to the walmart park right right so. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah definitely let's talk a little bit more about your basketball um it's fascinating you you didn't just play basketball in college you also went into professional yes yes yeah. so i played uh overseas a few places you know um i kind of grew up playing all of my life that was my main thing to do um it was one of my main and only passions mm-hmm. um school work wasn't unfortunately at that younger age uh, so, um, just really focused on basketball, but I played 
well enough that allowed me to play overseas and be able to continue and have a professional career from that. Um, so, so yeah, that was my main love, my first love. Did mm-hmm. it every single day. I dedicated myself, and that was kind of how I came into this profession. Was basketball. You know, I wanted to perfect my own body, and right. I was looking to enhance myself. So by doing that, I was introduced by to a lot of trainers and a lot of individuals who were top level trainers. And so um, I guess that, you know, how an individual looks at Michael Jordan or any other professional that's in their profession and say, man, I want to be like them. You know, I started to see these guys and say, you know, I want to emulate that. And so that's kind of where everything started off for me. So then it turned into a combination of basketball and sports performance training. So and now here we are. <laughs> so how do you transition from basketball to sports? Um, well, for me, it was just, like I said, the more I wanted to learn for myself, mm-hmm. the more I began to learn about the human body and the more that began to excite me. And so for me growing up, I only played basketball. Like that was my main thing. So right. to have something else now, it was like a new passion. It, it was almost like a new girlfriend, you know, <laughs> it was like a new relationship. So I, I just embraced that and started to learn so many things. And within the human body, it's, it's it's almost like never ending. So, you know, you learn one concept and you begin to, you know, develop an understanding. And then it's like you get introduced to something else and you're like a baby all over again Mm -hmm. so now you have to retrain and relearn things and so that's pretty much how we got here and were you doing some of this while you were still playing basketball yes yep yep so um i would like i said i would train myself so i was my own individual trainer but then i will work with other individuals as well right and then also in the off seasons um i was doing training and corrective exercise and different things like that for uh gyms and then i i I kind of i was in and out of a gym more so but i more so was my own trainer or or my own professional like i have my own business i understood at a at a very beginning stage of how the concepts of business work Mm -hmm. and um i knew that if i had my own equipment and i had my own programs and sets and things like that well then i could develop and profit for myself within that so that's where you know just from a business standpoint really started to say, well, I, I want to branch out on my own as opposed to working for a gym continuously. Okay. So so talk about the transition from when you went from being mostly a basketball player and doing this on the side to coming back to the U.S. Where, where you came from when you were mm-hmm. playing, coming back to the U.S. and starting it as a business for yourself. Yeah, well, um, one of the main things that stopped me is what stops uh, many athletes is the injury. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so the shoulder. Um, my shoulder, I kind of uh, dislocated it and uh, it kind of hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, within that, uh, there's a rehab process and there's a, you know, development for that. And so the through the rehab process, that kind of diminished the love for the game and I yeah. guess wanting. And so the want for me, because I had time to you know, read more and study more and develop that. And so that kind of just went back in. But I tried to come back and play more, but, you know, was uh, insufficient with that. And 
re-injured it again. And so mm-hmm. once I did that, it was like, all right, there's no question that this is this is it. And, and what were you playing at the time? Uh, what do you? What what country were you playing in? Oh, I was in Italy. Italy. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So so yeah. So it was it, like I said, it was a transition into okay. Now it's 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 no more basketball. It's all this. But I was ready. I was prepared, and yeah. I was like that was a sign, almost like a calling, almost like a thank you. I injured myself type (laughs) of thing. So, so, and, and so that, that started the business from there. Okay. So So you came back from Italy and. Yep. And went to Cleveland. And, um, once I settled in Cleveland, um, I settled in Cleveland and wasn't really sure like what I was going to do, where Mm -hmm. I was going to be, what city, what state I was going to live in and, and secure things. Um, but then I, uh, got in contact with some individuals that I, uh, my some old coaches of mine and said, you know, hey, I'm in town for a little while. And, you know, there's some different training and different basketball related things. You know, hey, let me know. And one of my old basketball coaches actually got me in contact with a lady who was developing a gym and it was a sports performance gym. And um, it was similar to the, the gyms that I had trained in myself. And so from that, you know, she wanted to basically turn this gym into like a powerhouse sports performance gym to where top level athletes come in. And I was the she wanted me to be the director, part owner type of individual to help develop this. And so that kind of turned into a oh, well, I guess Cleveland is going to be another home for me again, because uh, after graduating high school, I moved to different places, Tampa, Florida, right. uh, Washington, D.C., different areas. And so um, so once I settled back into Cleveland, that kind of uh, transitioned. And that was really when the strong focus of, OK, this is really and that. And that was 2010. Mm-hmm. And so that was OK you know, really focused and and honed in on my skills and what it is that I'm going to do, because now I'm responsible for uh, half of a basketball team, half of a football team, you know, and all of these different soccer kids and baseball. And then I'm training other parents and things like that. And Mm -hmm. I'm uh, doing other uh, injury prevention training and healing people with injuries and things like that. So it's other things that I'm doing now, so I really have to focus in on that. So it just kind of, you know, developed from there. And how'd you end up in Charlotte? Um, <clears throat> I always tell people Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> good, good answer. So, good answer. I, I mean, the, the, you know, for me, um, certain things and certain times to where I just feel like, you know, I, I feel a sense to where I can do something in certain places, or or I've been to many different countries. Um, lived in many cities you know mm-hmm. and so i have a confidence in knowing that if there's something that i can see uh, a place to where i can put something in and uh, where i can develop myself and you know where there's a common interest um i can go there and be comfortable and live there and and, and evolve there so just wanting to figure out which place that was uh, looking online and seeing, you know, where's the growing economies, and obviously Charlotte is one of the yeah. biggest ones. So, um, so yeah. So at the time, just figured out that that was the best. This was one of the best. So decided to move. 
So mm-hmm. here, yeah. So I got a, a couple of cousins down here, so came down to visit and. Um, you know, just got the feel of the city. I had been to Charlotte a couple of times, so I had already knew. Um, but in the talks in Cleveland, you know, there, there were so many people in Cleveland as well that um, that wanted to move to Charlotte, yeah. you know. So they were planning and saying, oh, yeah, well, you know, Charlotte, I think about moving to Charlotte because, you know, I've heard the economies there, the, the, the growth and population. So so I was I was, I was just one of those people. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, okay, you get to Charlotte. Um, what's the process you go through to start this business and yep. so, um, get it running? Obviously, uh, I, well, I moved down here with my daughter and her mother. And so at that time, uh, you know, we're developing um, a type of sense to where we we're, we need to develop a lifestyle first. You right. know, we need to live first. So, um, And obviously, when you're training or when you're doing any form of session therapy or anything like that, um, you're not coming down with 20, 30 clients and you're not starting your business off right away. Right. So, um, and I, we couldn't move down like that. <laughs> so <laughs> it was like, yeah, well, we got to work. So I started out, um, working in a gym and I was actually, uh, just selling memberships, you know, just so that I can have an hourly income and, and right. be able to make in solid ends meet. And so um, just started out doing that. And, you know, as I said, for me, I, once I moved down here, I got this, the sense of this is what the feel of the city is. And this is how the health and community population is. And I couldn't sit in a desk and yeah. sell memberships for too long. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so that, that job lasted for four months. Okay. And, um, and after that, um, I, unfortunately, you know, I just quit and I, I was, I tried to tell the, the manager of the job, you know, Hey, I can't really do this. And he was trying to urge me to stay on oh, yeah. and, you know, do just stay on a couple of weeks. And so then I just ended up telling them, you know, this is my last day. I can't come back. And um, then within a couple of days, I actually got a um, job working at a a local gym, a YMCA out here. And so from there, um, it was fortunate for me because the the man, uh, the head athletic trainer or the director of the gym, uh, he had just started out. Mm -hmm. And so he was looking to change up and re-evolve the gym. And mm-hmm. so um, he brought me in as like a, you know, here, this guy, because I do corrective exercise, injury prevention. Um, you know, I really concentrate on a lot of things that individuals look for and need from a rehabilitation type of sense and mindset. And so um, he wanted to more so market that. Yeah, you so, an enhancement to his facility. Exactly. So um, and so from there, it took man, it took me maybe three weeks and I was filled like I had a full schedule there. Wow. And, um, you know, so again, three, four months in and, this, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, all right, man, you know, I've been working in this gym and, you know, I'm making the kind of money that I'm making here. And, um, I was the considered like, you know, there's levels of trainers that you can be on and that determines your level of pay and different types of things. So I was on the top level. And then not only that, um, the amount of hours that I was working mm-hmm. was like I was telling clients that, you know, I can't train you this week because I'm over 
on hours. Oh. <clears throat> so in an overall sense, the amount I was maxed out in four months. It was like, this is wow. it for me here. Were you being paid <laughs> by the clients or for by the gym? By the gym. Okay. And so, yeah. So Were they it, charging the people for your yeah, services Yeah, so, right. So I was just getting a small cut. Oh, wow. And so I was, you know, getting these people in and saying, hey, all right, do a free um, session with me. This is how the session works. This is what my services will allow for you. And then this is the package that it is that you should get. And, you know, then they would go buy the package and then we would set up times and days. Right. And then I would train them and then I would get my cut of that. And they tell you you can't work too many hours. And then they would tell me <laughs> I can't go over my hours. And and like I said, and I'm so I'm maxed yeah. in three, four months, literally. Yeah, you hit like, the ceiling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know, what's next? And um, and so obviously I've in cleveland i had my businesses all the time like you know it was always a business when i was in dc same thing mm -hmm. and so now i'm in charlotte and i'm like all right what's the the process for me to be able to do that and fortunately i um talked to a, a guy who was a trainer and um he was training one of his clients at at the time and i was training mine and we saw it, they knew each other actually and so then they kind of introduced us and he was saying, um, you know, well, I, I'm at a gym where personal trainers train. And so it's a gym to where it's only personal trainers and okay. we all have our own business. And it's a gym just like any other gym. But, you know, you train your clients in there. Right. So everybody has their own business. You know, you just stay, hey, you're using this. OK, I'll use this <clears throat> just like any other gym. Yeah, right. You know, you stay out of each other's way. And you're able to grow your business from there. Mm -hmm. And so same thing is you pay a monthly rate, but this is a is like you're paying rent. Right. So, it's so you're getting not, paid by your clients now instead of Exactly. Right? And so now you're able to set up your own business. And so once he told me that, I'm like, oh my goodness, like that is perfect. That's exactly yeah. what I, I would need at this point right now. And so the process for me, it, it was a process to where it was like, well, I don't want to just you know, start telling people, hey, you know, I'm leaving and all of these different types of and trying to recruit people yeah. out of a gym. Because um, obviously I'm, I don't want to do that just in general. I wouldn't want somebody to do that yeah. to me. But at the same time, I don't want to be at this gym and this is what I want to do. So what I just basically what my mindset was, was is that, hey, I'm just telling my clients is that I'm leaving and this is where I'm going. Uh -huh. And my clients were saying, well, if you're going there, <laughs> then I'm there. going there yeah. too because I come here because of you. And so that it kind of transitioned. And so, you know, I, I got a lot of people that were worked out with me there came and then some didn't, you know, mm -hmm. so it, you kind of even yourself out. But then from there, you get your starting point and then able to grow and figure out how you're going to go out and find other people so, so the gym you left was it not giving you names was it a national chain or a local gym or? oh yeah 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 it was a it was a local local gym it's it's, it's incredible that you know he he missed such an opportunity with you where he could have worked out something with you so well, look you want clients you can charge your clients and right. you know but yeah i guess well, some people don't have that vision well and that's that's I, that's how uh most gyms most major gyms are mm -hmm. you know you get uh they have a set price of how much they charge. And um, like, for instance, when I was in D.C., D.C. was more so like a business 
state where I worked at, at this particular gym, they had a, a level one, two, and three. And mm-hmm. depending on if you were level one, it was $75 per hour. If you were two is 85, three is 95. And so then you're able to get, you know, 12 sessions, 24 sessions, 36 sessions and things like that. And so for me, I was able to say, well, I'm going to take this amount and try to sell that to the client. Right. And then from my level now, I can get 40, 50 or 60 percent based off of the type of trainer that I am. Okay. So from that, you can get your it depends on the gym. You know, sometimes some gyms, it's like, man, they charge 50, 60 dollars and they're giving you 20 19 dollars per session yeah you know and so it's like we're getting stabbed in the back absolutely (laughs) you know and and so you get to a point like i said man to where it it just depends on what you want to do and if you're if you want to be a trainer and you want to work for a gym and you want to provide that service then that's you know it's a lot of people out there that want to be a trainer and want to work for a gym and there's nothing wrong with that but for me i just wanted to have my own gyms and be able to maneuver and function for myself. Sounds good. So what were some of the difficulties you came into besides, you know, the working in, for someone else in the gym and, you know, when you went from the gym to here, for example, what were some obstacles you had to overcome, some difficulties you had to go through and things? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I would say the main thing is just obviously any business is getting uh, more clientele, mm-hmm. getting more people to, you know, come in. Um, for me, uh, any trainer from that sense, we don't really have the business background. Um, that's one thing that, you know, you have a lot of people, they're strong minded individuals within mm-hmm. the fitness or health community, but how to actually promote it so that people can understand it. I think that's the biggest challenge for um, that field. And so for me, that was the biggest thing. Um, You know, it was a lot of hit and miss and try to see, you know, will this work or, um, you know, okay, that didn't work. So, but now that allowed me to see that this will work. And so, you know, those, those were the the challenges and um, just trying to get, you know, develop the concepts because for me, it's, it's always continuously growing. Like I'm a learner and I, I like to uh, figure out different things. And once I do, I kind of move and develop more. So, so mm-hmm. it, it's just the whole process of getting it to where I want. Um, I think that's, that's been the biggest challenge. Cool. So Johnny, talk about um, the services you provide here and, and what people can expect. Definitely. Um, so one of the main things that I talk, when I speak to people is uh, one key word that I use is posture. Mm -hmm. And whenever I say posture with many people, they tend to sit up nice and straight, (laughs) redirect themselves in a sense or something. And I kind of uh, give them a sense and allow them to know that, you know, we just uh, gave you a conscious stimulation to say posture. And now you consciously are alert of it. Right. But just like how you breathe, you blink, food digestion, heartbeats, um, conscious posture, it should be unconscious. Mm-hmm. So we should be able to sit up with correct posture. And when we aren't able to, well, that means that there's a problem going on within our systems. So from that 
understanding, now you can understand that there is a neurological issue and a neurological stimulation that isn't happening, that isn't allowing your body to stabilize itself. So from the posture and body alignment, we're able to see where there are misalignments within and then able to determine where there's a neurological issue. So in many cases, when you're talking about pain, you're talking about stress and things like that, that we were discussing earlier, um, that comes from a brain signal, which then alters the posture, which then causes uh, the symptoms that it is that we go through. So uh, just by me understanding and learning that philosophy, uh, that's what I developed a business and a brand on, is being able to uh, evaluate the posture system and see where the misalignments are, evaluate the movement system and see where tight muscles are, see mm -hmm. where weak muscles are, and then evaluate the signal of the brain being it going from the brain to the spine or from the spine to the brain. And just evaluating all of those and seeing where the misalignments and imbalances are and what needs to be done to correct it. And so that's Everything in a general sense, I guess yeah. you could say. Can you give some quick uh, points and tips about how people can be aware of their posture and maybe how to improve it a little bit? Oh, absolutely. Um, one thing, obviously, with our posture, the back and our spine is the main thing that come with it. Um, so we sit a lot mm -hmm. and we sit at desks. Uh, we have our cell phones. So we have the head down, um, different types of driving for long periods of time. So all of these things compress our vertebral discs within our spine. Mm -hmm. And so that gives us what we call a forward posture. And so from that, um, just from us sitting for long periods of time, you know, you work at a desk, people sit at a desk for eight to 10, 15 hours a day. Right. And so we repetitively sit in this position. And so we train ourselves to perform things within that posture and so just by us you, you know from a sense to where you can you're sitting for us a, a long period of time and you may notice the left side of your butt starts to get numb yeah it, so that's a signal from your brain that's saying hey we need some movement but ideally we look at this computer screen and say, I got this project to finish and it needs another hour and a half. So I'm not going to get up. I'm just going to go from the left side to now the right side. <laughs> and so I'm going to shift. And so from that constant uh, signaling from our brain that alerts us to say, hey, there's a back pain. You need to get up and do something. We ignore it and continue to do whatever it is that we're doing. And uh, so just by paying attention to the signals that your body gives you and not ignoring them, that alone can allow you to correct and, and not have to experience. Because um, I talk about posture breaks. Mm -hmm. A posture break means um, no more than 20 minutes of sitting. And so every 20 minutes have some type of alarm that goes off that says, OK, I'm going to break my posture. And it's simply just getting up doing some quick leans to one side, head up, head down, different types of motions, move yourself around, do some high knees. And literally 30 to 90 seconds later, you're sitting back down doing everything that you were doing before. Right. But you just gave your body some form of stimulation. And so now from that stimulation, your brain can almost like reset itself. So as opposed to eight long hours of buildup, 
it's resetting itself every 20 minutes. So by the time you get done with your work day, you're not experiencing the headache. You're not experiencing the back pain. You're not experiencing all of these stresses that you have to go home to. And now that's where the anxiety and the stress and the mm-hmm. anger and depression comes in. And sleepless like nights. That. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sleepless nights. Exactly. So, so all of these things come into play and it starts by how you um, build it up from your day. Okay. Uh, using standing desks, those are, are they really beneficial? Or? Absolutely. They work a lot. Anytime that you're upstanding, um, as opposed to sitting, <clears throat> uh, a lot of those times it's going to be better. In some cases, though, uh, a lot of the individuals who have the sitting desks are standing desks. They've been sitting for long periods of time. Mm-hmm. And so they already have developed misalignments within their body. So sitting or standing for long periods of time with misalignments is going to create the pain and the stress and the inflammation. So it's it's about movement. Mm-hmm. So even if you're standing in one position, you know, that's it's kind of the same. It's just now you have a incorrect standing posture as opposed right. to an incorrect sitting posture. So movement is ideally what you need. So even those individuals will need to move, but they are burning off more calories right. by standing. So that's the benefit that they get from yeah. that. Uh, funny story, a uh, friend of mine that worked in an office, he had a standing desk and mm. he went out and bought a high stool to sit on because he said, I guess I'm so tired of standing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, well, it kind of defeats purpose. <laughs> and so for me, like exercise ball is another good thing for right. you um, because that provides the stability. And also, you know, it gives you a uh, core contraction. Mm-hmm. So you have to contract your core because if you don't, then you'll fall over and tip over to one side. So it really allows you to stay up and it keeps you in that upright position. Yeah. Yeah. Position. Yeah. Cool. Um, so what else uh, do you do in, in your uh, therapies? And- oh, yeah. So uh, just from an overall sense now, once we say everything about the posture and we connect that to the neurological systems, then we talk about the uh, consciousness and unconsciousness. So consciousness, everything that we do and experience is typically five to 10, sometimes 15% of everything that we experience. So 85 to 95% of everything we experience is from an unconscious sense. So uh, emotional issues, uh, highs and lows throughout our emotional balances, uh, respiration, the way that we breathe, um, gastrointestinal issues, uh, the way that our stomachs, large intestines and small intestines are working, uh, immune issues, um, things that we're allergic to and things like that, inflammation that we have, just like how we talked about our sleep-wake cycles, uh, right. staying up at night. All of these issues, um, sleep-wake cycles relate to how we metabolize food and um, burn off calories and things like that. Um, all of these issues are what we unconscious are consciously do not control. And so, uh, but those are the things that alter the neurological systems, which alters the posture. So that's the other form of, of expertise that I, I use is to figure out, okay, where are the emotional gastrointestinal respiration issues? Um, where did they start from? Because once you figure out those areas, then that's where you dive more so into a root cause uh, situation. Mm-hmm. And so from that, that's where you're able to say, okay, 
uh, more of the symptoms that I've experienced uh, can can more so be relieved. People, uh, a lot of there's a lot of studies that they're showing now. I work a lot with uh, Parkinson's patients, mm-hmm. and so um, I'm sorry to say I said that very very incorrectly. And I work with individuals with Parkinson's, okay. so um, there's a huge difference in, in in saying that. And so. I work with individuals uh, with Parkinson's and they have studies and showings of uh, to where if you have developed Parkinson's, that it's a clear evidence base that you have had um, gastrointestinal issues for wow. up to 20 to 30 years. And so from that process of developing those gastrointestinal issues, those are related to Parkinson's disease. So there are things that we developed many years ago that can cause something that we now experience today. And so um, our neurological systems is what can actually figure out what, how that has happened. And so that's what I try to work on and see. Awesome. So your whole approach is very holistic and not geared toward medications. It's training your body to work properly. Oh, absolutely. Yep. We are energy. You know, we are connected. And so um, every, we have trillions of cells in our body, Uh, just in our brain and spine alone, there's uh, what we call neurons Mm -hmm. and there are 86 billion neurons and they connect to each other by electrical impulses and stimulations. So we send signals to and from different areas of our body within milliseconds. And that's how we control our energy. And so whenever there's a problem within a particular area, there's a heightened form of energy. Mm -hmm. And so that energy needs to be moved. And then in other areas, there are less forms of energy being sent into that area. So there is more energy that needs to be produced. And so once you understand that concept, then you can understand where the energy is residing and where it needs to go, where it came from. Um, Because as I said, the brain will give you that blueprint map of those things. So, And what are some of the ways you work with the energies and Uh, trying to discover them and where they're off kilter and things? Just through uh, touch and sensation. Mm -hmm. So just right now, what I just did is I touched you on your leg. Right. And even though I'm not touching you right now, you still feel yeah. <laughs> exactly where I touched yeah. you at. And j- even right now, you yeah. still feel exactly where I touched you at. And so what I did was I sent a signal to that particular area. So now there's energy forming in that area and your brain is alerted of that area. And so it's just the same type of way. So through different forms of highlighting particular areas, your body can get a sense and pick up to almost like a code that I'm tapping into. Okay. And so if you tap in the correct code, the body can show you if there is a less neurological charge within that area or not. So it's almost like I'm a computer whiz for the body, I guess. Yeah, say. that's neat. So uh, what kind of future plans do you have or what are you looking forward to in the next five, ten years? Uh, well, in the next five to ten years, I would say um, having a facility to where I'm working with uh, many clients and uh, many individuals who have particular needs. Um, 
teaching more um, books, different mm -hmm. types of things like that. Um, I'm working, uh, as I said, I'm working a lot with um, Parkinson's and want to continue to do that with Alzheimer's, dementia, uh, individuals with uh, cases like that, because that, you know, if when you have and when you see individuals who are suffering from these types of diseases and you're able to bring them a form of stimulation or a form of relief and the look that they get on their face the feeling mm -hmm. that they get you know they give that energy to you and you feel that and so from that for me that's a very very strong powerful feeling for me and so i just want to continue to to develop things for them and for that and so um so yeah so just whatever direction it, it, for me to get where i am right now mm -hmm. you know five years ago ten years ago i probably said i don't you know i don't see it so five years from now you know I'm, yeah if i were to say this is where i would be it probably wouldn't you know it'll be something else yeah. so, so so the whole process is kind of an adventure too oh absolutely yeah. i i accept that you know yeah. and i I, I pay attention to the signs, you yeah. know, I, I see things and see, okay, well, this is signals come to you and they, they transfer to you. So I pay attention to that and try to stay aligned with that and go where it goes. So. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Well, let's uh, head into our, what I call our shotgun round. Sure. And that's sure. just a bunch of questions I ask everybody and just uh, for fun, and sure. kind of get an idea. If you could turn back time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell him? Who pay attention in class. <laughs> stay away from girls. Um, well, not stay away from girls, but just don't fall in love so much. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the mo is the most important thing you've learned in life so far? Uh, to be patient. I hear that a lot. Just to be patient. Um, that's things develop and they come when they come mm -hmm. and regardless of whenever you want them they're going to come when they come yeah. so the more patient you are the more prepared you are yeah so. you can't rush life absolutely not so you have to take it as it comes yes definitely okay. um what's the best compliment you've ever received just a some form of healer compliments you know yeah. uh, biblical since, <laughs> well, your, your uh, name my, is Moses. My name is Moses. So I've gotten that <laughs> since basketball too. Yeah. You know, I've been um, leading teams to the promised land. Oh, and yeah. Parting uh, defenders like I do the Red Sea. <laughs> and, yeah, so I've heard different types of things. But yeah, some, some form of, of, of uh, therapy. You know, people really look for me for that. So um, I would say that. Yeah. It's kind of like you're destined to do this with a name like Moses. Exactly. Yeah, yes, yes. Okay, if you could have dinner with any three people, dead or alive, who would they be and why? And what would you talk about? Man, that is a question right yes. there. Uh, any three people, dead or alive? Oh, man, I would say, one, I would say um, my grandfather. Um, I never met him. Mm -hmm. And um, just feel the sense of his name is Johnny. Mm -hmm. My name is Johnny, so just never got the opportunity to meet him. So yeah. I would just just feel a sense of relation and a lot of similarities. So we'd love to see if that is true. Um, that's that's one. Uh, famous, 
man, that there's there's too many individuals. <laughs> My goodness, I would say um, I would one one individual I would say is Doctor Sabi. Um, he's a he's a holistic healer. Mm -hmm. um, very very uh, um, intellectual mind, and he passed away uh, a few years ago, about three four years ago. Um, and people really just started to see and understand his concepts, right. but he'd been doing so much uh, understanding and learning for so many years that, you know, he has so much knowledge built up in him that individuals really didn't get to hone in and really see and understand and develop. And so just being able to ask him questions that, that I would know, um, want to know within that. And then uh, the third, let me think. Let me think about somebody famous <laughs> who who's who's out there that's that's famous that I may. Um, I would say, uh, yeah, I don't know about the third one. <laughs> that's hard. That's yeah. hard to say. I would say somebody. I I, I would want to meet like a, a leader, you know, yeah. like a, a a Nelson Mandela or. A, you know, Martin Luther King yeah. or Malcolm X or one of those guys. That, it would be interesting to pick their brains. Yes, to, to you know, see, you know, how they actually thought, you know, mm -hmm. because you, you get a lot of things that you hear and read in books and things like that. And I'm sure that if you read a, wrote a book about me, I could tell you better than yeah. the book would. Yeah. You know, so I just want to know, you know, just just different types of knowledge and things like that that they – that they have and and how they understood things. So that that's if you ask me, it's funny because if you asked me this question ten years ago, yeah. I would have said you know Michael Jordan yeah. and, and this individual and you know all of these other individuals. So that's why I say it's funny how time changes. Oh yeah, always changing. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, those those three. Those well, I guess the third one was like a collection of, <laughs> of individuals. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess those are my three. Awesome. So how can people uh, get in contact with? You. Yes. So you can go to my website. Uh, my website is www.helpwellnesscl.t.com. Uh, you can email me at Johnny, J-O-H-N-N-Y, at helpwellness.com. Or you can give me a phone call. The number is 704-886-6676. And um, also you can go on to uh, Instagram and follow me on Instagram. That's helpwellness on Instagram. Uh, help wellness CLT on YouTube. I have okay. some a couple of videos on there. Um, Facebook as well. Same thing. Help wellness. Uh, help wellness CLT. Um, so yeah, all over. Awesome. Different places depending on which uh, platforms you're on, yeah. but it should be on there for you. Sounds good. Well, Johnny, I appreciate you being on the podcast, and uh, best of luck to you and continued growth and success. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks. Let's go.